Well, this morning I'd like to talk about a subject that I don't think that we've uh, taught on before. Uh, and I'm not going to give my text or my lesson until some way midway through our, uh, usually I start out with our text and our lesson, but I'm going to give it somewhere midway through uh, our lesson this morning. But it'll be on the lots or casting of lots. Uh, I don't know if you've ever given much thought of that, casting of lots, what's, you know, what is that? Uh, what are the lots, or what were the lots that they, they would use? And, and what, what were they used for? What was the different things, or what was the, were the lots used for? And then, that's Old Testament. Could there possibly be any teaching in that for us? And then, I believe that there's a a key or a key scripture or many key scriptures, but one key scripture specifically that we'll read a little later, which will be our text, that really opens it up about these lots. Really, I think will cause us to really understand, have a great understanding of it. And, and when I say a certain key uh, uh, to understanding, it's kind of like, you know, we studied uh, recently about uh, Mount Transfiguration where... Uh, uh, Elijah and Moses and the Lord was on Mount Transfiguration. And, you know, you look at that, what does all that mean and everything? And, and the key to understanding that is, is what the Lord said when uh, Peter said, well, we'll build tabernacles for all three of them. And the key to understanding this, the whole thing is, what does it mean? Because we knew Moses represented the law, Elijah represented the prophets, and, of course, Jesus Christ represented Jesus Christ. But when Peter said, I'll build three tabernacles, we'll build three tabernacles, what did the Lord say? This is my son, hear ye him. And that's the key. So we can say, well, what was Elijah there for? Was Moses there for? It wasn't to build a tabernacle to hear them. It was my son. And, of course, that's what the prophets and law points to. But hear ye him. So I believe we have a key this morning that will do the same thing about these lots that will cause us to understand uh, a lot. It will tell us so much. And something else, it will tear us the error of most of the religious world. And Chuck, this has to do with something that I know you think of often as we look at other people, something that you despise and we all should despise. But this will... Uh, show forth how most of the world is, is in this error. And I, I, again, I think it's, this will help us in, in this manner. So, lot. Uh, yeah, I think it's used about 100 times in the scripture, lot or lots. Hebrew word would be pronounced something like uh, goral. And it means, the definitions of it, of uh, lot. Rough, as in stone. Pebble, uh, a lot, small stones, a portion or destiny. All this is part of the definition, Hebrew definition. And, and uh, a, a portion or destiny as if determined by lot. So that's kind of the, the literal definition in, in the Hebrew. Uh, one thing that it's not, it's not a dice. I know we, we have that uh, uh, thought, some people do it. It's not as dice. Uh, 
But it's used to, as we look in the scriptures, and we'll, we'll read some of them, a few, not all, not all of them. But it's used to make a decision. Come to a conclusion. I'm not saying this is it, but sometimes we'll flip a coin, caught in the air, heads or tails. That's kind of used to kind of make a decision, in a sense. So that's not too far off from Lot, what, what it is. Uh, I believe these, uh, these pebbles or stones, um, they could have been, and we don't know exactly, but it could have been a light one or dark one. And if we'd cast our lots in, the light one would mean something. Or if we cast the dark one in, then that would mean something. And then we, we would all have these stones and we would cast in to make a decision or a, or a vote, so to speak. It could be a round rock or a flat rock. Something to distinguish the two. Uh, it could be, and, and you could have a lot that would just represent you. This is my lot, Chuck, this is your lot, and we cast, cast it this way. It was kind of like a, a vote, or, which is a decision-making process as far as that goes. So we'll read some place in the Scripture. And again, I think it's, it's very uh, interesting, and I saw some things that I had not seen before. And let's go back to the book of Joshua to begin with. And as we go back, and we'll read some, uh, Joshua, we'll read some in Numbers, about dividing up the inheritance for Israel and how the lots were used there as well. Joshua chapter 18, I'm sorry if I didn't mention that. Joshua's back there before Judges. And Joshua chapter 18 and begin verse 6. Ye shall therefore describe the land into seven portions, and bring the description here to me, that I may cast lots for you here before the Lord our God. But the Levites have no portion among you, for the priesthood of the Lord is their inheritance. And Gad and Reuben and half the tribe of Manasseh have received their inheritance beyond the Jordan on the east, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave them. And the men arose and went away, and Joshua charged them that went to describe the land, saying, Go and walk through the land and describe it, and come again to me, that I may here cast lots for you before the Lord in Shiloh. And the men went and passed through the land. And described it by cities into seven portions in a book, and came again to Joshua, uh, the host of Shilon. And Joshua cast lots for them in Shiloh before the Lord. And there Joshua divided the land unto the children of Israel according to their divisions. And we'll see this uh, a lot. So here what we see is, is they go in to take this inheritance, this land of promise that God had given them. And uh, so Joshua here says, well, said, once you go uh, exploring, maybe like Lewis and Clark and some of them go, and, and bring back, basically, you make kind of maps and things. And you bring those back. And then we'll cast, I will, Joshua is going to do the casting of lots here before the Lord. 
So they would come back, and I don't know exactly how it took place, but they'd come back, supposed to be with a map. And maybe each one that was represented had a lot, a stone that represented them. And whether he just threw it down or how he did it, you know, I don't, we don't know that. But we know that it was going to be determined by lot. And again, uh, they would go in first, explore it, kind of make a map, then come back, give their lot to Joshua. And, and the lots were cast before the Lord would determine their inheritance. Numbers chapter 26. And we'll read a few here in, in Numbers. Numbers chapter 26. And verse, starting in verse 55. Numbers 26 and 55. And again, what, one thing we're looking for, what is that? What's the teaching in it for us today? We'll see that, Lord willing, a little later. Numbers 55, or 26 and 55. Notwithstanding, the land shall be divided by lot. This is as they was going into the land of promise. Notwithstanding, the land shall be divided by lot. According to the names of the tribes of the fathers, uh, they shall inherit. According to the lot, shall the possession thereof be divided between many and few. And these are they who are numbered of the Levites at the families of uh, Gerson and the family of Gersonites and uh, Koath, the family of Kohites, and uh, it? Marie, the family of the uh, Marieites. Actually, I didn't need to go quite that far. But anyway, so again, the land was going to be divided by lot. Their inheritance was going to be divided by lot. And this doesn't show us exactly what Joshua did, but I believe it's the same on all their inheritance. I think they would go in and they would explore the land which was also occupied by, as they described them, giants and so forth. But they would go in, they'd plot out maps, and now they'd bring it back, and then lots would be cast, and that, was, that would determine their inheritance. Number 33. And lots were used for other things, and we'll get to maybe touch on a couple of those as well. Number 33 and... 52. Then you shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you, and destroy all their stone idols, and destroy all their metal images, and demolish all their high places. You remember that uh, that's one thing they were to do so they wouldn't take the gods of these other nations, destroy all those. It may have been valuable, gold and silver and so forth. May have been valuable, but he said, destroy all of them. 53. And you shall uh, dispossess the inhabitants of the land and dwell, the, dwell therein, for I have given you the land to possess. And you shall divide the land by lot for inheritance among your families. And to the more you shall give more inheritance, and to the fewer you shall give the less inheritance. And every man's inheritance shall be uh, in the place wherein his lot falleth. According to the tribes of your fathers, you shall inherit. So I, I do kind of picture, and this is my opinion, okay? I, I, 
I don't give my opinion that often, or maybe I give it too much. <laughs> but I like to tell you when I give my opinion. I, what I view is they go, and, and, and as they would go, and of course they took this land little by little. They didn't just march in and take it all at once because Israel was too small. So they would go in, and, and as we saw in Joshua, go explore this. Bring me back a map. And it says the lots were cast. And it, here it says wherever they fall. I kind of think maybe he did just kind of throw the stones out there. And this, is, this was their inheritance. Again, that's my opinion. But that's what I picture. Uh, Numbers 34 and uh, 13. And Moses commanded the children of Israel, saying, This is the land which ye shall inherit by lot, which the Lord commanded to give unto you of the nine tribes and to the half-tribe. For the tribe of the children of Reuben, according to the house of your fathers, and the tribe of the children of Gad, according to the house of their fathers, have received their inheritance, and half of the tribe of Manasseh have received their inheritance. The two tribes and the half-tribe shall receive their inheritance on the side of the Jordan near Jericho, eastward towards the sun rising. So, again, we see, the, of course, the... Uh, uh, the the nine half tribes and the two and a half tribes. But still we see it was determined by lot, by casting of lots. And so I guess we could ask the question, well, it was all by chance. I guess that would come to our mind, this casting of the lots. And... Uh, it tells us uh, in Leviticus, and I won't go there, but the, you remember the scapegoat? And they would have two goats. And they, was gonna, they would offer, the priest would offer this and everything for himself before he offered for the sins of the people. And they'd have two goats. And they would cast a lot. Which one was the scapegoat that was released? Which one was sacrificed to the Lord? Just cast lots. So do we say, what was luck of the draw? Would that come to mind? It would, it would by many. Let's go to Acts chapter 1. I think we have time. Acts chapter 1. Another place that lots were used. But certainly don't forget about the inheritance. Uh, the lot was used to determine the inheritance of God's chosen people. Acts 1, and, uh, well, let's, let's, go, let's go to verse 15. We haven't read this for a long time. Acts 1 and 15. And in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said, The number of names together was about 120. Men and brethren... The scripture must needs have been fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit by the mouth of David spoke before concerning Judas, who was guide to them that took Jesus. For he was numbered with us and had obtained a part in this ministry. Now this man purchased a field with the reward of iniquity, and falling headlong, he burst asunder in the midst, and all his bowels gushed out. And it was known unto all the dwellers at Jerusalem, insomuch that the field is called in the proper tongue uh, Achildamah, uh, that is to say, the field of blood. 
For it is written in the book of Psalms, Let his habitation be desolate, and let no man dwell therein, and his bishopric let another take. Wherefore, all these men who have accompanied with us uh, all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John. So these are going to have to have the baptism of John at this point. Beginning with the baptism of John until the same day that he was taken up from us, must one be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection. And they appointed two, Joseph called uh, Barsabbas, who was surnamed Justice, and Matthias. And they prayed and said, Thou, Lord, who knowest the hearts of all men, show which of these two thou hast chosen, that he may take part in the ministry and apostleship from which Judas by transgression fell, that he might go to his own place. And they gave forth their lots, and the lot fell upon Matthias, and he was numbered with the eleven apostles. So one thing here, and this gives us a, a clue that we're going to, that says uh, in verse 24, Show which of these two thou hast chosen. And then they cast their lots. And the lot fell on Matthias. So, did luck of the draw that Matthias was chosen? It said, show us which of these two thou hast chosen. Another place we see lots, Jonah. And I won't go there, but you remember Jonah, and, and he uh, uh, was supposed to go to a certain place, or it was the revealed that he would go to a certain place, and he got on the ship going to uh, Damascus. And you remember they was out in there, and the ship was, uh, the, the, the sea was, was very uh, tempestuous, and the ship was about to sink and everything. And Jonah was down asleep in the bottom there. Everybody else was trying to do everything they could to keep the ship afloat. And uh, they talked to Jonah and said, uh, you know, uh, while you're asleep down here and everything, each one of them had already prayed to their gods. Jonah, wake up. Pray to your god. And so then it came that it was... Uh, They'd tried everything they could. They'd cast out all the stuff they could to keep the ship afloat and everything. So then it was decided that they would uh, cast lots to see which one of these men was the cause of this. So I don't know how many men was on the ship. doesn't tell us that, I don't believe. But anyway, they cast lots. And the lot fell on Jonah. Was it possible those lots could have fell any, on anybody else? No, it wasn't possible, was it? Was it chance? 
Boy, just a coincidence that those lots fell on Jonah. Wasn't a coincidence. Wasn't by chance. Well, how then? These, I could see where these men on that ship, and boy, there's a lot more in that Jonah, and I didn't notice it until recently. Uh, we think of Jonah and everything, but those men after this, they were, I'll use the word converted, and praised the God. So there's a lot more going on than just Jonah. But anyway, so, but these men probably were casting these lots, or those from Matthias were giving our vote, probably felt a certain amount of free will, Brother Chuck. But was that the case? Did they have free will in this? And I know, uh, I know the world certainly believes that. We're free moral agents going about our decisions and choices and so forth. Now I want to read our text. Psalms or Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 16. You may still have questions about, well, was it a black stone and a white stone or a flat stone and a round stone? You know, what kind of stone? We might not answer that. But this is the key to understanding all this about the lots. We, uh, you know, Israel's, uh, all their inheritance was determined by casting of lots and how it would fall in this, these maps that they made and how it would fall on there. And Matthias was chosen by Lot uh, uh, and Jonah, the lots fell on Jonah. This is going to explain all of that. Very short verse here, Proverbs 16 and 33. The lot is cast into the lap, but the whole disposing thereof is all the Lord. That explains it all. That's the key to understanding. And that word disposing, I, don't, I think we know what it means there, but if we look at it in the uh, Hebrew, it mean, it's pronounced something like mishpalt. means verdict, formal decree, divine law. Divine law. So the law is cast into the lap or cast on the maps, wherever they're cast. But the whole disposing thereof is of the Lord. Those men didn't choose Jonah when they cast lots there. That was the Lord disposing of the lots. Those men didn't choose Matthias. In fact, they did say, Lord, show us which one you have chosen. They had, David, they had that knowledge. Know which one you have chosen. But they still cast their lots. They still went through that process. Didn't change, though. We saw who the Lord had chosen. Lots, by chance, did not choose the inheritance for Israel. Psalms 47, 4 says, uh, He has chosen our inheritance for us. 
So Joshua, they came back, they explored, and they said, he said, explore this territory, divide up into sevens. Then he came back, and Joshua took the lots or their stones and cast it on there. But the Lord is the one determined their inheritance and where it would be. It wasn't by chance. Uh, and I want to go to Acts chapter 13. Acts chapter 13. Acts 13, and 17. This is talking about the inheritance. Acts 13, 17. The God of this people of Israel chose our fathers and exalted the people when they dwelt as sojourners in the land of Egypt. And with a high arm brought he them out of it. And about the time of 40 years bore he their manners in the wilderness. And when he had destroyed seven nations in the land of Canaan and divided their land to them by lot. So we see here in, in verse 17 that these were chosen men, chosen people, chosen individuals. And then we see also in verse 17 that he destroyed all the inhabitants in the land so he would give it to these chosen individuals, chosen people. And then we see there in verse 18 or 19 that he divided it by lot. So a chosen people and the Lord prepared the land for them, destroyed the people before them. Yeah, they may have had to win the battle, but it wasn't them. It was of the Lord also. And he divided it by lot. Not by chance. It was by lot, but it wasn't chance. The Lord uh, de uh, determines the disposing of the lots. So, what about us? What about our inheritance? Is it based on our free will of choice? Our decisions? Our works? Go to Ephesians once again. Uh, we'll see that cannot be. It cannot be our choice, our decisions, or our works. Uh, and I know it's our nature to want to claim that. That that we have something to do with it. Uh, uh, a dear friend uh, one time was talking about this, and I'm not sure exactly, but talking about Christ and the way and everything. And he said, but you'd like to think we have something to do with it. And that's our nature. Like to think we have something to do with it, something to boast in. So, uh, but do we? Ephesians 1 and 11, talking about... Uh, is, is our inheritance by chance or is it by free will? Hebrew 1.11, and whom also we have obtained an inheritance. Israel had an inheritance determined by lot on, surf, on the surface of, uh, value they've determined by lot. And whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things at the counsel of his will. So it's Israel they would have those maps, and they would cast the lots on there. It wasn't by chance. God determines 
the results of the lots. And in this, for our inheritance, predestinated. Our choices, our decisions would not, could not change God's, what he had predestinated. Again, Israel, he says, he has chosen our inheritance for us. And it's the same for us. Uh, and while we're here, uh, verse 4, According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy without blame before him in love, Certainly that shows it's not by chance, it's not by uh, our works or our decisions or our free will uh, chosen before the foundation of the world, chosen our lot, chosen our inheritance. Uh, had many more scriptures on this, but uh, we'll have to let uh, some of those uh, go. But it's not by our works, not by our decisions, not by our choices, no more than it was Israel. He's chosen their inheritance for them. And yeah, it was determined by lot, but who determines the lot? God. No choice. No, no chance is what I'm wanting. No chance. But man's religion today believes that they're free more agents. But Jonah's shipmates, Jonah wasn't chosen by free will. Although they cast lots. They cast their votes, but it was God. It, couldn't have, it could not have fallen on anybody else. Matthias, those men, it wasn't their voting that elected Matthias. It was God. And again, they even said it. Show us whom thou hast chosen. And the lots fell on Matthias, who God had chosen, although they did cast those lots. Philippians 2.13 says that he works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So as those cast those lots for whoever and they fail on Jonah, the Lord calls them to do, uh, he worked in both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And same with Matthias. The Lord worked on them to, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. The outcome could not have been any different. The Lord works in us both to, to will and to do of his good pleasure. He, gives, he works in us to will. He gives us that desire both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And I know the world wants to claim free will out of that so we can boast in something that we have done. But where does all the honor and glory go? David, you read this morning, we preach Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ and him crucified. Uh, Isaiah says that he declared the end from the beginning, from ancient time, things have not yet come to pass, saying, my counsel will stand and I'll do all my pleasure. So, from the beginning, from ancient times, whether we're looking at the lots that was broken up for Israel, or for Jonah, or Matthias, or for you and I and our inheritance, all determined by God, not free will, not by chance. Pharaoh did not have free will. The Lord told Moses, go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. So was it Pharaoh's choice? Well, I'll let him go or I won't let him go. 
No, he told Moses, he said, well, Moses, P.S. here before you go, I'm, I'm going to harden his heart, and he can't let him go through all those plagues and everything. So our text says about the lots, the disposal of is all of the Lord. So if the disposal of the lots are of the Lord, what about all the arrangements in your life? We don't typically cast lots, but who's in control? Who determines the events and arrangements in your life? If a simple casting of a lot is guided by him, how much more the events in your life? The very hairs of your head are numbered. Not a sparrow falls from the air without the Father. It doesn't mean not a sparrow falls from the air that, that, that he knows about. Not a sparrow falls from the air without the Father. Uh, real quick, Isaiah 46. Let me read real quickly here. Isaiah 46. And uh, verse 4, so as we look at whether we're looking at Israel, God's elect, or we're looking at his elect now in this day and age, is it by chance, is it by free will, is it by choice? Look at verse 4, Isaiah 46 and 4. And even to your old age, I am he. Even to gray hairs, I will carry you. And listen to what it says, I have made... I will bear, even I will carry, and will deliver you. So from the making, carrying, uh, and, and delivering, it's all of the Lord from the beginning to the ending. All the way through your lives is all of the Lord. So is it free will of man? Chuck, I know the world wants to claim that till it has something both to. But we see it's not the free will of man. Now, they'd cast those lots, but who determined it? The Lord. We may make a decision, but who calls us to make that decision? He works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So all the honor and glory goes to the Lord and not to us. May the Lord bless the speaking of his word. We're dismissed.